Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hare. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going pretty swell as we kick off the 2021 Dynasty Fantasy Football season. I hope everybody had a very happy New Year. My New Year is going okay because my uh, favorite football team in the world, the Cleveland Browns, have not made the playoffs in 18 years. They mm. finally make the playoffs after 18 years, and the team gets COVID. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. No problem. No big deal, right? No. We don't need our head coach, right? But no. We've been used to it for, what, 20-some years not having a head coach, Three basically. Three straight Pro so. Bowl guard versus Cam Hayward. Who needs him with our other backup guard on IR? No big deal. No, no biggie. biggie. No biggie. Nobody will ever understand the pain it takes to be a Browns fan and what you can go through. Just go look over the history of the NFL over the last 20 years of all the crazy things that have happened. They're all Browns things. Bottle gate, throwing bottles on there. Yep. Uh, coming back, Kansas City game, takes his helmet off, we lose. The, the, uh, the oh, Dwayne Rudd. Yeah, Dwayne Rudd. Dwayne Rudd. Yeah. Just count Johnny Mitt. Our, our quarterback flies to Vegas before the day day before a game and wears a fake mustache so he can go gamble and booze. Remember all the Peyton Hillis stuff that went on? Like he had that Madden season, and then mm. after that he was having like shotgun weddings during the season. And it's insane. It's I'm telling you, it's it's crazy. It's it's. But hey, maybe we win. At least you guys were alive when we were like good in the early '90s. Like I was 90s. alive. 80s, Garrett, that was the friend. '80s. Early '90s, we were good too, right? 92, 93, 94 with Bill Belichick when we won yeah, one playoff we were, game. Yeah, we were pretty good. Okay, well, 80s, but we were good in the 80s. The Browns left when I was five. Yeah. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Well, hey, we're good now. And it, <laughs> My first maybe, memory was Ty Detmer. Maybe we run the ball with Nick Chubb and Nothing we run. But pain. So we'll see. But hey, enough of heartache as to how we're going to kick off the 21 on That's right. We got to be more positive. Are, Browns are going to win. So it doesn't, it's going it's to be great. But as we all know in Dynasty, there is no offseason. And our season's just beginning. So we have a lot planned here for 2021. We have a lot to get through. Uh, Today, we're going to do our award show. For the Nerd Herd Show, we're going to recap the 2020 season. Next week, we're going to do a way too early 2021 mock draft. Even do a little super flex action in there. Ooh. There's a lot of quarterbacks. That sounds super. That sounds flexy. Yeah. (laughs) Look at us jinxing it up here. Uh, We're going to do that. Then we're going to do the 2019 rookie redraft. We have some really good analytics shows coming up here about... Do what to math. do with running backs and wide receivers. If you check out the YouTube channel, me and Matt just did a quick episode to kind of break it down. A little on preview, if you will. Right? Why you should all... Something we've always been talking about this podcast forever. Hashtag two to three year window on running backs. Well, we dug in and did 10 years of data on it. And it, guess what? It turns out to be uh, for the last six years, we've been right. Hashtag two to three year window. Always sell running backs. Always be selling. Always. But today we're doing a award show. So we have a lot planned. You guys are, you and Jared are going to the Senior Bowl this year? Can't wait. Yeah, I got to go to the Combine last year, but I was I was alone. I didn't have anybody with me. I got Jared coming with me at Senior yeah, Bowl. Yeah. It'll be great. We got we got you guys one twin bed. Yeah, so great. get ready to snuggle. Uh-huh. And I snore. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Jared's giving me the only. dirtiest look right now. <laughs> Bring so, your earplugs. Obviously, we have a lot planned. And then after everything gets going, by the time we get to the Combine, we're going to do what we do best. And that's break down these 21 break rookies for about three months and make sure everybody is in the best position to dominate their rookie draft. And if you ever need proof, just go back to our last six years of podcast and you'll see there's probably not a better podcast out there in the United States of uh, the United World 
out there. The United World. The United wow. World. One World Order. Wow. One World. <laughs> one Draft. One NFL that breaks down the rookies and puts you in the best position. Then uh, I think the Dice Nerds podcast. There is only one NFL in the world. So, I mean, it makes a little bit that of sense. That is true. What Rich is rambling about. You're making little, some very good points. Well, sometimes you points. get order one of those China NFLs and it comes back. It's like NFL, but it's a seven. So, it's like NF, NF7 because the L is upside down. You never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> never know what you're going to get. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> you're getting, sometimes you, know, you just have like, to shake your head and go with no, it. No, you, like, you ever see like it's those? It's been two years. You like think I would have figured that out by now? Nope. But there are times where he just says something upside down. All right. Just you ever see those China uh-huh. jerseys? People like to order the NFL jerseys and like it'd be like a Ravens jersey, but then have like the Chiefs logo uh, on, the, on the sleeve okay. or something. Gotcha. It's like somehow navy blue for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or it's like this Baker jersey back here, and you're like it says Pat Mahomes. You're like, hey, I don't think that's right. Is that Baker? by that much. Yeah, yeah. Dhgate.com. Yeah. What's that? Dhgate. Is that where you can buy them? Hey, don't be promoting that kind of stuff around here. I they haven't the, paid for a sponsorship. I know the bootleg sites. <laughs> So let's get into it. Let's get into, though, this year's 2020 awards show for fantasy football Ooh. from our perspective. Right. You know, I'm sure tons of people do these shows, but uh, they're not me. They're yeah, not you. They're not, not I. They're you, not you. You are a unique they're individual. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Her? Pussyfoot Price? Pussyfoot and Price over there, 2021. The nickname that keeps on giving. What's the first award we want to give away today? We're going to start small and work our way up. We're going to go with the Julio Jones Award. Now, there was a little confusion. Explain this award. There was a little confusion. Because that could be interpreted about three or four different ways. It could. It could. I I interpret it different ways. He's like, we're going to start small and work our way up. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow. You might get real excited around here. (laughs) (laughs) Julio Jones Award goes to the player that is super old but yet still seems to produce despite his age. Super old is a big, uh, it's a very harsh term. It is harsh. For football players. But for football players, for how well Julio Jones has produced over the course, especially even late into his career, despite being past the age of 30. So these are the the seasoned veterans that keep on giving. Yeah, I mean, Julio Jones is the outlier when it comes to receivers. He Uh, is. We we dug into the numbers, absolutely. He's like the only one that's gone seven years or something like that. Seven of, years of, of of wide receiver one numbers. Yep. Unreal. Seven years out of ten. Yep. Now, obviously, the alpha is Antonio Brown because he had six years of wide receiver one numbers. All six being top three. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And it was straight too, right? There was six no straight. gaps in between. All top three performances, all wide receiver one. Where Julio was a wide receiver. We're getting this in our wide receiver analytics show. That's the the wide receiver one be on the Nerd Herd show. So here's a little teaser. Why you should join the Nerd Herd today. Not only for the Dynasty GM and, of course, the Dynasty Nerd film room, which you Absolutely. need right now. But uh, Julio, even though he's a wide receiver, one for seven seasons. He only had one top three finish over the last decade. That's crazy. Weeks and one through and that, that brings me back to my interpretation of the Julio Jones Award, <laughs> which was you, you get a whole bunch of yards and no touchdowns, <laughs> which is what I thought you were getting at when you said the Julio Jones Award. Well, who would you, if that was the case, if that was the criteria uh-huh. for that award, Matt, who would have won that award for you in that in your eyes? The closest person I could get to this year was Terry McLaurin because he only scored four touchdowns, but it was four. That would have made oh, sense. And like he, three more than Julio. And he had like 1,200, 1,300 yards. I can't remember yeah. the exact number, but it was it was a, it was a lot of yards, but it was it was not a lot of touchdowns. It opened like a nice little buy window for him. Yeah, I mean it could. I mean, as long as you're not rabid Ohio State fans like us. So oh yeah, I'm, ra- I'm rabid. <laughs> can't wait to get out there and draft Trey Sermon. <laughs> Actually, I really can't. Oh, I feel I'll take some of those shares. Um, so, Garrett, who did you nominate for your Julio Jones Award? 
All right, for the Julio Jones Award for me, I ended up going with Marvin Jones. Mm. Uh, so I stuck stuck with the same last name, Julio Jones, Marvin Jones. And he was a guy that really no one expected to be producing big numbers this year. He always had like those two or three games a season where he just absolutely blew up. But other than that, it was always, you know, these eight-point games, nine-point games, and then 35, and then six-point game. But this year, specifically because I think Kenny Galladay being out basically the entire season, which that was a that was a weird thing in and of itself. Uh, but his game log, especially the second half of the year, was just absolutely absurd. Uh, he had, getting down the stretch here, 13 points, 18 points, 13 points, 23 then he had kind of a little bit of a lull at 9 and 10. But then right before the playoffs, he put up a 25-pointer. During the playoffs, he put up 27 points. Finished the season off. Now, most people aren't playing week 17. 38 points. He just played so well all season that you were probably using him as your, at best case, wide receiver three. Worst case, maybe wide receiver four flex type of thing. And he was really productive for the most part this season. So he's the guy that is uh, is a little bit older, kind of forgotten about, uh, but still producing despite his age. Yeah, my award for this was pretty easy. It was Travis Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> at 31 years old, at the tight end position, still putting up freakish numbers here at tight end. You know, the tight end won by a mile, mm -hmm. right? Right, and for the fifth straight for year. For the fifth straight year, with not... Got got a new contract, no signs of slowing down. I mean, the wheels got to fall eventually, but at 31 years old, almost setting the receiving yards record at the tight end position, to me, that alone, it, it, I, you can almost name this, the the Travis Kelsey Award really here comes soon if he keeps going. So guys like him, you know, future Hall of Famers, Julio, outlier, Travis Kelsey, an outlier, but I, I would still, I know we mentioned him as a good sell, but I would not be afraid as a contender to still buy Travis Kelsey because... Going into next year, Sammy Watkins will be leaving off the Chiefs as well. He will still be the main weapon there to go along with Tyreek Hill. And Pat Mahomes is not slowing down anytime soon. And he's, he besides Clyde Edwards-Alaire, with his new contract, he's the longest contract offensive weapon they have outside of Pat Mahomes mm -hmm. on that new contract. So my award goes to Travis Kelsey, 31 years old, still dominating a league winner. Where Marvin Jones is a great you know, wire yeah, he was two. more of an under-the-radar guy. Yeah. Travis Kelsey was literally a difference maker to mm -hmm. carrying you to playoffs to winning you a championship. So uh, my Julio Jones award winner, after I pivoted away from Terry <laughs> McLaurin very very late and, and you know, just kind of did this on the spot, but I thought of a guy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, immediately. Mm -hmm. You know, 37 years old, um, and he was a guy that, you know, at the beginning of the season – I put out the bold prediction that he was going to throw for 4,500 yards and at least 35 touchdowns. He didn't quite get to the 4,500 yards. I think he's right. He's 4,299 right now, but he blew out. He blew the 35 touchdowns away. He's up at 48 right now. 48. 48. touchdowns. So 37 years old, still doing it. I figured that kind of qualifies as old and getting it done. I, I have him for another category. He was my first inclination for this category, but I tried not to double up and use guys more than once. So sure. only one that. award. You only one award per person. That, that's what I thought too. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's what I did. I went through my list and I was like one, one per piece. Here. Yeah. We so got to spread it out. Got to keep it fair. So, the, you know, Aaron Rodgers, super flex league, you know, he's going to come out. He's probably going to win MVP this year. Mm -hmm. Like Matt said, dominated. Absolutely. Uh, was not QB one, but still dominated. Yeah, is Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers in a super flex dynasty league? Is he still a good buy? 
I, I think so because I think in a lot of super flex leagues, we've been introduced to the new hotness. We have Justin Herbert. We have we have Joe Burrow. We have Rich Dotson. Mm. We're about to get Justin Fields. We're about to get Trevor Lawrence. We're about to I mean, there's so many good young quarterbacks that I think people will think, ah, Aaron Rodgers is old. And you'll be able to get him so much later, but still get probably three or four seasons of really, really good production. And not to mention that there's there's still going to be that first-round quarterback kind of lurking. They just drafted him last year yep. um, in Jordan Love. So at least that, that plants a seed in people's head that, hey, this might he might be changing scene, you know, uh, get a change of scenery here in the next year or two, even though his production wouldn't say he's going right. to be changing, changing uh, teams. The, the moves that the, the front office made might uh, at least put that in people's brains. Yeah, hey, so, he, he, might, he might be a good value that could be had where teams are looking to get out from under him, and you might right. be able to get him for a first. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he was a top six quarterback for the next three seasons, but yet you could draft him at quarterback 12, quarterback 14, you know, somewhere in there at the back end of QB1 range uh, just because you, you're not going to get quite the longevity. But you mention it all the time. Three years in, in Dynasty Fantasy Football is a long time. It's a lifetime. For so, uh, and, yeah. and, for a three-year-old. And, and, and who knows? He could end up being like Tom Brady, who is about to turn 44 years old and is likely going to be playing again next season. And how many times he get passed around? Like, you know, yep. that little, uh, yeah, no comment. Um, <laughs> so, and I agree. I think you could probably, like, you get in a super flex league for like a mid to late first, you could probably get Aaron Rodgers, barring the team's not a contender, right? You know, so I'd still buy Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Next award goes to the wide receiver rookie cornerstone now i think this should be a clean sweep i don't think we have to go all around it, it is i i would assume it, it'd be justin jefferson shocking what <laughs> yeah come on wide receiver eight on a year uh My scored man. the most yards ever for a rookie wide receiver over 1400 yards and looked fantastic and offsetting a guy like adam thielen who also produced out there and Dalvin season. cook who both were all mm-hmm. wide receiver ones and running back one as well now, I updated my dynasty rankings this week, and I moved J- Justin Jefferson my fourth overall wide receiver. I moved ahead of DK Metcalf. I moved ahead of A.J. Brown. Now, those are big-time players that I moved him ahead of that anybody would love to have. But Justin Jefferson is 21 years old. And I'm going to tell you guys, I I am the biggest DeAndre Hopkins fan out there. Like, he's one of my all-time favorite receivers. I think he's right, extremely yeah. talented. I had Hopkins forever as my dynasty wide receiver one but I gave him a slight bump down because I want to make Arizona the whole you know the whole Arizona gives me a little bit of worry out there. We saw a little bit of regression out of a guy like Kyler Murray, um, Cliff Klingsbury got a little bit more um, negativity coming his way this year. So yeah, I they put, missed the playoffs, and that's where a lot of that came from. And, and Hopkins is still fine, but I I was like I can't put him ahead of Tyree Kill and Devontae Adams right now. Right. I just can't do it. Hill Hill's a year younger or two years younger, and Adams is just a touchdown machine. So mm-hmm. I just couldn't do that. And I, and I thought to myself, I was like, with Justin Jefferson, yeah, clearly DeAndre Hopkins is a better receiver right now. It might be the better receiver long-term as well. He's one of the best I've seen to do it. But this, is, this isn't a Hall of Fame. This isn't what guy I want on my NFL team for one year. This is dynasty fantasy football. And I was telling myself, with Justin Jefferson, I can see myself right now, and I'm pick 111 to 113 in a startup, and there's DeAndre Hopkins, and I take him ahead of a Justin Jefferson. And 11 months from now, I'm yep. kicking myself in the ass for doing that, going, I can have a 22-year-old Justin Jefferson put up pretty close to the same numbers as DeAndre Hopkins, if not better for the 2021 season. 
and I and I missed it. And, this and, then, is, and then you'd have them for the next five or six years. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you, before seven? before he even starts to taper off and get old, or you know, taper off. Man, seven years, he hits twenty eight. He's in his prime. Right. That's seven years. We just said three years is a lifetime. So three more years of DeAndre Hopkins, it's great, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. But I envision that Jefferson's and Hopkins' numbers won't be drastically off. Go, out of the 2021 they weren't this season. year. They weren't this year. So do I want three years of DeAndre Hopkins at a name value? Or do I go all in and say, I want 10 years of Justin Jefferson, nine years of Justin Jefferson. That is an absolute dynasty lifetime. And I think, you know, we were talking about this before show, like Jared, Jared mentioned as well, like sometimes you got to be bold in startups. And I said, if I had a 112 in, in a startup draft, I would have no problem going Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. For the cornerstone of my franchise, and this award is the running back rookie or wide receiver rookie cornerstone. To me, I think Justin Jefferson is that guy. He's the corner. He's a franchise cornerstone. And there's not there's not even the guys ahead of him. Okay, Tyree Kill is a franchise cornerstone at 26. Devontae Devante Adams at 28. Is he really a, is he a cornerstone or is he a league winner? I was gonna say he's a league winner. He, if if you're drafting him early, you're going for it immediately. You know what right. I mean? That you're going for that. You're you're going to be. You're probably going to be bringing out a lot of older players, and then trying to mix in the younger players. That's going to be your strategy in in your startup. Hundred percent. So like, if you could, if you would feel really good on paper about like AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Ceedee Lamb, Justin Jefferson. Like if that's your wide receiver core, like I'm good for a, you know eight years. You just named my wide receiver. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good cornerstone one. So for me. I, th- that's what I feel about Justin Jefferson. I, what about you guys for this? Go, I'll let Matt go because this, this is your boy. So go ahead. Listen, I, I mean, I'm not going to go nuts. I mean, you've already waxed poetic here. It's 1400 yards. It's 88, it's 88 grabs. It's, it's, it's seven touchdowns on 125 targets in his rookie year. It's never been done. I mean, going back to, I don't think ever, right? I mean, never, it's never yeah. been done. I mean, he was approaching the, the, the record before, like they, they took all the stats, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then, um, he blew it out of the water. It's 1,400 yards. It's never been done. So this is, it's rarefied air. It's, it, he's exceeded my expectations. You know what I mean? Like, I was right. the highest one on him, and I didn't even see this much production coming. I, I it was, was impossible. Not, He'd been right. the first overall pick. You know Absolutely. I mean, first, besides quarterback. But what's crazy, too, is remember, Justin Jefferson didn't start hot out the gates. No, he didn't. No, his first two weeks yeah. were, were, what, like two catches and three catches? or Two catches like and three catches, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we're talking about a 14-week window here because like, mm-hmm. obviously we go through weeks one through 16 we do our fantasy stats here because that's the fantasy season for most people but yeah you're talking about like a in a 14 week window got him up to wide receiver eight and halt like all-time numbers here and mm-hmm. we saw that out of you know and we saw the same thing on a quarterback you you could in a super flex league you made the same argument with it's justin herbert right sure or you saw enough out same of the type of guy yep or you saw enough out of a guy like joe burrow right so, herbert right now to me is a franchise cornerstone in a super flex league a 21 year old quarterback that just broke an all-time rookie uh, record for touchdowns. Yep. It's about to bring it in. The I think the Chargers' biggest fault has been Anthony Lynn on the back. They're going to bring in a, a, a head coach in the, for the Chargers for Justin Herbert and keep to help develop him and keep keep him going. I think Dayball would be a great head coach for the he Chargers. What are your thoughts on Jefferson? So literally, while we were talking, this was something that I was kind of considering too. So I actually currently have Justin Jefferson at wide receiver five. I have DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver six, so I'm I'm in the same boat. I think it's it's the changing of the guard time. It's time to to put him up there. Who's at four? 
Uh, I have Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs. So Justin you have A.J. Brown ahead of him, which, it, yep. again, I wouldn't argue that. And I wouldn't argue – I wouldn't. I have A.J. Brown behind Hopkins, but I wouldn't argue you're splitting hairs. You know, right. somebody's like, right. hey, dude, why do you have Hopkins ahead of A.J. Brown? I'd be like, dude, we're talking five – Three spots. like And right. and it's age. I mean, that's age-related. That's you age, know what yeah. I mean? That's what yeah. it is. You're getting extra years on both those guys. But I'd have no problem. The Corey Davis pot probably leaving out of there out of Tennessee. I'd have no problem taking A.J. Brown in the first. I'd have, I'd have yep. no problem that. If, I would have no problem if you were an A.J. Brown truther and you took him first overall amongst receivers. Well, I'd and the no crazy problem. part is A.J. Brown, he actually missed, what, two or three games at mm-hmm. the very beginning of the season mm-hmm. and still finished as a wide receiver one. Yep. Like, His points per game was sick. It was absolutely absurd. Yeah, he he's another stud. So, Justin Jefferson, clearly the, the cornerstone. The w- yep, cornerstone. I had an honorable mention because I knew we were going to be a clean sweep. I knew it was going to be Justin Jefferson, as it should be. My honorable mention for me was, was T. Higgins. I think he's a guy that will be a cornerstone piece of franchises for a long time. I love what he did in his rookie season, especially while Joe Burrow was there. Lots of big games, lots of uh, touchdowns. Obviously, once once... Joe Burrow left that 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 hindered what he was able to do but right I mean you're working with second and third basically third string quarterbacks right yeah when we have Finley in there and we have Mm -hmm. Allen in there and guys like that but he would be he would be the next guy on my list right now outside it's it's a gap it's obviously it's Justin Jefferson but he would be the next guy really see my CD Lamb would be mine and and I wouldn't even say that gap like I would I wouldn't even say that gap honestly for me for what I saw out of CD Lamb the gap between just uh, so I would say Jefferson and T Higgins the gap is pretty significant. The gap between C D Lamb and Justin Jefferson for me isn't anything too crazy. I think the one thing that hinders it is a little bit of um, having a guy like Mark Cooper there. But I think we should all remember back early in the season when Dak Prescott was quarterback. Oh, he was a monster. Yep. Early in the season when no offseason, C D Lamb was a wide receiver walk. I was gonna say you can you all the same arguments you made for T Higgins you can make for I have I have CD yeah. three right now, right. so I right. have no issue with that whatsoever. Yep. It, this whole wide receiver class is a whole. I you could, honestly I thought about it. just putting multiple and just putting like four or five of them and being like these are my and, these are my wide receiver cornerstone nominees of the year. And even honestly, even the guys that didn't produce, like we're starting to see flashes from like Brian Edwards. Yeah, he, he had fifty he had fifty nice, yards in a catch yep. or in a touchdown catch uh, this past week. So I mean, even the ones that haven't quite gotten there yet are working their way toward getting there. Yeah, I would say, um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this when we do our 2019 rookie redraft, redraft show. Yep. 2020. 2020 redraft show is all these rookie wide receivers that aren't hot names right now are hot buys for me. Yeah, I, absolutely. I want absolutely. all of them. Yep. From Denzel Mims to Brandon Ayuk, who is somebody who I wasn't as big on. You Had can a great easily, year. You can push him to the head of that list of somebody could be super successful. Definitely the 49ers go out there and trade for a guy like Matt Stafford, right? Sure. But all those guys, Henry Ruggs, Brian Didn't Edwards. Didn't you say there was a 0% chance of that a couple weeks ago? What? When we were talking about Matt Stafford uh, leaving the Lions? That was last year, Garrett. So okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I was, just, I was just making sure that you know I wasn't crazy and I forgot about that. You know. So, so I'm wondering here on our next award, if we're all going to be on the same page, if it's going to be a clean sweep as well, just like Justin Jefferson, our running back rookie cornerstone. Matt, it's we'll close. let you go first. Who is your running back rookie cornerstone? Um... Tip of the hat, sir. Jonathan Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. It, are you Jonathan Taylor? I did have Jonathan Taylor as well. It's another clean sweep. Oh, right. a I, unanimous I, selection of the rookie running back. That. Two for two. And, and, and honestly, that's like basically flipping it on its head for the top top four or top three for me. Um, uh, you know, obviously, early on in the process, he probably he probably was fourth 
um, you know, just on the pre-draft slow, type. Yep. Yeah, and then then he then he bumped up, and then you know, landing spot. I think I I think I had him at three. That was all. That was the highest I ever had him pre-draft or or you know pre-rookie drafts anyway. Right. Um, and and really, you know, there was that lull in the middle of the season where it looked like he he was running into the back offensive line and he wasn't going to get it. And all, I mean, he exploded the second half of the season. He's just gone nuts. They've given him the full workload. He's looked awesome and. There's just no denying that he looks amazing, and it looks right. like he's got everything. He looks like the Wisconsin running back that we saw yep. on yeah. tape that we would hope. But I think what makes it – I moved Jonathan Taylor up very significantly in my dynasty rankings. Sure. I am him as my, I think, fourth overall running back. I've moved him ahead of Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, he's way he's ahead of Nick Chubb. He's ahead of – he's right behind uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. I think I have him fifth right now. Dalvin, so about the same right I think so. I'm right behind Kamara and Cook, I think, is right there. Okay. And – like Matt said, you're, we're talking. We're looking at two different running backs, and we we talked about this right around week six. Like this, his vision's not there. He had to. He's doing some of the Isaiah Correll running to the back of his offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Like things weren't looking good. Right. And then you mentioned Garrett. Like we didn't say, "Hey, sell him." Like let's give him the year. Hopefully, he can put it together. But he needs to put it together. And then from week seven on, he put it together. Finished the year as running back seven. And the most impressive thing for Jonathan Taylor for me is. The fact that he had a 91% catch rate, right? Yeah. If you guys remember back, my biggest diss on Jonathan Taylor was his hands. His hands. And I was really worried about would he be able to transfer that to the the, uh, the NFL? And you guys have brought it up like, well, all Wisconsin running backs catch better in the NFL. Look at James White, look at Melvin Gordon. I was like, yeah, but he had that 16% drop rate of catchable balls that he did have. So it worried me that it was like a hands issue. He cleared that up right away. The offensive line's still fantastic. Yep. The scheme's fantastic. And now they know that he's fantastic. They're going to feed Jonathan Taylor. If you like guys like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor Same is going to be better than Derrick Henry because he's going to catch the football more. And he plays in a dome. The sky's the limit. He's, he's a cornerstone. And I don't like taking running backs in the first round. And what's nice about a guy like Jonathan Taylor is you don't have to take him in the front, right? Like, I would never take a guy like Christian McCaffrey uh, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and start up because they're going to go pretty high in the first. And I would just rather grab one of those receivers. Trade down in the first. Right. And, yeah. Or trade yep. back. Jonathan Taylor. And same thing with Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb. This isn't like a huge stretch for me, right? Like Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, I bet if you ask the Dynasty community right now, a lot of people will put Clyde Edwards-Alaire probably fourth. I bet you get some crazy people behind Antonio Gibson because Antonio Gibson finishes running back 12 on a year. Mm. But I think people got to remember, too, Going into the Le'Veon Bell signing, almost not even that, all the way to the end of the year, Clyde Edwards-Alaire was a running back one. Yeah, he had he had a, he had a good start yes, to his season. Re- yeah, DeAndre absolutely. Swift shows enough where I've seen. Uh, I saw Rob McDowell for DLF. He put out there like Swift was like the number one ready, uh, right behind Taylor in a first round startup. Swift was up there, but J.K. Dobbins averaged the most rushing yards per, of any running back in the NFL this year at six yards per carry. Right, right. He's one ahead of Nick Chubb, who averaged like five point seven, right around there. J.K. Dobbins was number one. Antonio Gibson Guess who else had 5.7? Random fact. Random player that that had over 70 carries that averaged 5.7 as well. Cremont. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle? Yeah, I was wow. looking through stats today. He's back. 5.7 yards he per carry. He finished a year strong again. He did. Yeah, he He's did. a trick. Just enough for us He's to buy him. <laughs> we'll be talking about him. Come Stop that, Sony. Don't you do this to us again. Does it to me all the time, man. <laughs> I can't quit you, just like I couldn't quit Corey Davis. <laughs> but so we got we have Antonio Gibson on that list too, yep. right? And then Cam Akers and James Robinson. This is one of the strongest. Going back to that, that Christian McCaffrey draft, this is one of the strongest drafts of rookie running backs I have ever, ever. seen. Ever, if not the best, because even that Christian McCaffrey draft, like there's there's still a handful of those guys. But we're talking Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, 
J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Antonio Gibson, Cam Akers, James Robinson. And James Robinson. That's seven. With the potential of a very long shot. I'm talking like you need a, a, a rocket to get there of Zach Moss and Keyshawn Vaughn potentially somehow getting an opportunity in 2021. And it pains me to say it because I know he's not anything special, but people love him. A.J. Dillon would be in that same category and as A.J. Well. Dillon is in that category Forgot as well. about that guy. Actually, I, would, I moved A.J. Dillon significantly up my dynasty rankings on the strict idea of him. I don't like Aaron the player a lot. Gone. Of Aaron Jones yeah, being gone. Absolutely. You second have to. round pick. And they bring in that pass catcher running back to offset him. And with Aaron Rodgers, he'll get the touchdowns enough. Like, I, or I, even I, if they just bring back Jamal Williams. Williams. I was going to say, isn't Jamal Williams gone too? Both is, of them are yeah, free both, agents. Yeah, both, so we'll yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Sorry. Yeah. Both of them are free agents. Yeah, yeah. Don't you remember everybody else was drafting Jonathan Williams, Jamal Williams in the first? And I was yeah. like, dude, draft Aaron Jones out of UTEP. Aaron Jones. So the strongest r- rookie running back class, it's a great year to. I, in my eyes, there's never been a better year to, to do a dynasty startup with knowledge than now because you can attack some really good young receivers and there's going to be running backs for you there later. Like you don't have to force that issue. And we've talked about this before, like the influx of right. talent at running back. It's no longer a depleted position. Right. Like you still need them and you need a lot of them, but it's no longer that depleted position. as desperate so. as, as before. And that's, that's one of the reasons I got excited about Debbie is we kind of started seeing this a couple years in advance that, Hey, this class is good. We had been talking about it for years. Basically, since I got on the show was the 2020 class coming in two years. Tw- yeah. 2020 class. And then we started hyping up 2021. And we know that right now we're not in love with 2022. But that's the nice part is you can start like planning your picks in advance. You don't have to even play Debbie. Just just be friends with somebody that plays Debbie. And 2022, we get it there, too. I mean, you guys, eventually you guys get like okay. Garrett Wilson. Is right. Gonna be, they got know, some so good receivers, some good but it's the other positions yeah. that, that I'm a little worried but about. But we'll see. It, it's playing time. There's, There's time. always players that come out of there. So next award here uh, show is going to be the biggest faller, Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott. The biggest faller, Zeke Elliott. Yeah. It's in my eyes. That's my award. Uh, that, that was who I picked as well. I had a backup. You had the same guy? I had Zeke oh, as well. Yeah. I had Leonard Fournette. He went from running back seven last year all the way down to running back 35, basically irrelevant. So I wasn't sure if it yeah, was year over faller, year. not the guy yeah. who passed away. Or if it was this, or or if it was over the course of the year, the guy. Yeah, I guess that's open for interpretation. I was thinking more startup drafts is what I was thinking. Gotcha. And so he didn't go super high in startups this year. I think we just need to get together on these uh, interpretations. <laughs> just, you know, little rules. Clearly, you know. I think way differently than Wait, you. Wait, Leonard Fournette so. was running back what? Seven last year. What, t- what was he tight end wise? Tight end one. No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put out a mock draft today. I always do those on Twitter, and yeah. I accidentally put Zamir White as a tight end. Nice. Somebody was like, falling in Leonard Fournette's shoes. Hey, <laughs> Already. Oh. Um, so my, I, I had I actually had two players, so I could have gone either way. I, I wonder had, if the other one's the same because I have two as well. I have Zeke Elliott and Michael Thomas. Oh, I didn't put I didn't put Michael Thomas. I had Carson Wentz. So was the other one. I have that's Carson good, Wentz. Yeah, he has a, good a good different one. category. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming for me. Um, oh no, Zeke Elliott. I think we both have Zeke Elliott. So let's talk about that for a minute. Leonard Fournette. We don't need to discuss that much. We all we all know. Yep. Okay. We just hope he's you, playing next if year. If you can't finish as a tight end too, you don't belong in fantasy football because anybody could be a tight end too. Absolutely. It's true. Uh so Zeke Elliott. We mentioned I bunt, we bunt him behind Jonathan Taylor, a guy who's had four years of running back one production, which is an outlier by itself. Mm-hmm. And we just saw a big step back. And we just mentioned this influx of young running back talent. It's like, why take a risk, right? Now, if I had to say odds are, Zeke's going to bounce back in 21. Probably so. But why not just get younger at this point, right? If if you're able to, and that's going to be the thing is, 
how savvy is your league? How much is your league paying attention? Because, you know, in, in the dynasty community, I think everyone's dropped him significantly. So, you know, at this point, you're not getting J.K. Dobbins for Zeke, probably. Right. You're not getting DeAndre Swift for, Do you know, you'd be lucky to get Antonio Gibson for, for Zeke Elliott at this point. And that's, that's going to be the tough part. So it's all depending on where people are valuing him. But it, maybe in a startup this year, if you're, you know, kind of fading the running back position, maybe he could be a target to trade for later or something like that. That's the thing. He's but, probably, honestly, turned into a really good value. Right. In hindsight, like, Zeke's probably, as of today, he's probably really good value. But for this award, like, I don't, I'm not hating on Zeke. He lost a ton of value him, this year. But you go from being third overall in startups right. to third overall to late second at best on right. Zeke. That is, best. I mean, it's a big fall. And I think, you know, that there was that point in the season where he was fumbling like crazy. Like you said, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard to, it, he looked slower. That was the thing. Like he just didn't look as explosive and as fast and, and everyone saw it. You know what I mean? So, so down, down, he starts plummeting. Yeah. Tony Pollard showed it. Right. So, oh yeah. Pollard looked great. All right. Before going to the next word, how about a word from our sponsor? That's right. Our friends at Manscaped are back to kick off the new year. Happy New Year's from our sponsor, Manscaped. It's the best men's below-the-waist grooming offering precision-engineered precision tools for your family jewels and is here to help you have clean balls in the new year. Ring in the new year with the right tools for the job. Listen, I've got the Manscaped. You've got the Manscaped lawnmower. I, I, I do. got it You've as got, well, yep. They also send you this lotion. Do you, have, you guys get the I didn't get the lotion. No, you no. must not have sent that to us. I have two bottles of it. Well, <laughs> my wife actually bought me a Manscaped for Christmas. Oh, That's gotcha. probably got the it's lotion. A part of, this lotion, oh, it smells fantastic. Nice. I tell my wife all the time, like, hey, I got this uh, smelling lotion. You want to check it out? She's like, no. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so right now, you know, Manscaped is here to give you a New Year's resolution that you can actually want to keep. The perfect package 3.0 3 is below the waist grooming package. You need to start the, off the strong year with, right? Manscaped. Still cold outside. Doesn't mean you need to be walking around like Garrett here and look like a Sasquatch, right? You got to bonsai that bush. You got to get down to the nitty gritty. Matt, you said it. What's the point of having a nice garden? Trim up your trees, man. Trim Come them up. up, man. Yep. Ah. Sweet and succulent. Yep. So come out of quarantine with clean balls. Thanks to the lawnmower 3.0, this waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third-generation <laughs> trimmer is even has a light so you can shine light and promise on the 2021 that should be way better than 2020. And we right all, now... We all need a little bit of light right now. Yeah, we Just need to bit. bring sexy back in 2021, yeah, guys. We need to do this. Ladies, you got a guy? He's getting a little uh, lazy down below because he's in the house all the time? Clean him up, Manscaped. And right now, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code NERDS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code NERDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off, free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that promo code NERDS. Happy new balls. Mm. So let's get into our new awards. New I love balls. Manscaped. I do. I absolutely. It's one of those products for me. It's easy to like promote because I absolutely Yeah, you use it. it. You like it. I yep. like it. I love it. My wife appreciates it too. <laughs> Thought he was going country song there. So did I. Uh -huh. I want some more of it. I don't listen to country music. Like I'm a big country. I don't either. I, I'm a big music guy. Like I love all music. Like and there's some country songs I like, but this country doesn't. Yeah. They all sound the same. But, it, but it's old school. I think everyone knows that song. And uh, yeah, I'm, like I'm with it. you. I don't. I, I don't. Love it. Yeah. I want some. That's all I know. I don't do. That's a lot all I know of, too. I don't do a lot of country. I going. But I knew that line. Yep. Know what? Know what country song I really like? What's that? It is straight country. Randy Travis, "Forever and Ever, Amen." 
Mm. Real old. Forever and ever. Amen. Look at this guy. Could not be a country mm. singer if he tried. <laughs> Sounds just like Randy Travis. What are you talking about? Yeah, sure didn't. But yep. Uh, <laughs> on to the next award. Uh, biggest riser. Garrett, you have not let us. Well, you did leave us off the first I, question. I started right off. But, but listen, it's like a baseball team. We're going through rotation, buddy. You're back up. I'm back up. Knock out of the park. I like that Randy Travis interpretation. Biggest riser for me, Josh Allen. Ooh, mm. After Manscaped? That was going to be mine, by the way. I, hey, I really like Josh Allen. Mine's Josh Allen, too. Is it really? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, so Josh Allen this season. Trying to bunt? Well, <laughs> I thought he was going to talk about his different one. <laughs> different what? You go yeah, ahead. He had a different one. He said, go I ahead. had, and then he stopped. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay. Anyway, Josh Allen this season took a big step forward. We always knew he was a good athlete. He had shown that. Lots of rushing production. Basically was their goal line back. Lots of rushing touchdowns. So we thought, you know what, maybe with the emergence of, you know, getting Stephon Diggs on this team, maybe he'll be a little bit better. He went from being one of the least efficient quarterbacks in the entire league to being one of the most efficient quarterbacks. He wasn't even at 60%. No. Passing. His yeah, first yeah. year, I Completion. believe he was at 51%, mm -hmm. up to, to like 56. 50, 57, something like that. It was high 50s. Yeah. yeah. And and now he's, he's absolutely just yep. killing it. And the thing is, it's it's not just, okay, he's changed his game to, uh, I'm going to dink and dunk now so I can be more accurate. No, he's still throwing bombs downfield. He's just continuing to make play after play after play. The emergence of Stephon Diggs on this team, I think, absolutely changed the game for Josh Allen. Let me stop you there. Okay. Stephon Diggs is my guy. Hey! Okay. 2021, New Year, New Year. 2021. Man. I had to put him in there. You know, you know, he he's topped out at 1,100 yards. Wait, is this your biggest riser? Yeah, biggest riser, Stevon Diggs. They hand Us, in hand, right where we always had him. <laughs> exactly. So for me, I was always lower on this guy. For and and you know, I I would say I was out on a limb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in this room. But he he put it together. I mean, this was this is the first year he's been he's been healthy the entire way, and he, right. and him and Josh Allen just have that special connection that you were, you were, you were discussing. And it's just, it's taken to the next level. 1500 yards, 1535 yards, 127 catches. It's just, it's Led the NFL and rece receiving yards and receptions. Yep. So it's, he's taken his game to the next level. It's undeniable. Stefan Diggs is a great wide receiver. And Diggs is probably in a startup, the best value you'll find in dynasty fantasy football, where he'll, where he'll go, even though he just did this with these mm -hmm. kind of numbers, in a startup draft, he would still go behind all the guys we just mentioned and maybe even a couple more. Well, he's 27 and he finally just did it. You know what I mean? Like he's done it a little bit. He's shown okay. flashes. He's, he's looked really good. He's 27, but he's uh, never done it this consistently. DeAndre Hopkins is 28. Yeah. Tyreek Hill is 26. Devontae Adams is 28. Those Michael are, Thomas they, is 27. They've, they've put together multiple years of being like these very steady wide so receiver Diggs. ones. He just hasn't been paying attention. No, Diggs has been an up and down roller coaster for part of it due, due, due to like when he's injured, he just isn't as effective. During, during the season up and down. He right. always had the numbers at the end of the exactly. season. But it was the in-season stuff. Mm -hmm. Going back to my biggest riser, then I agree with why I'm going to pick Josh Allen. It's nice that we're all tied in here to the same yeah, guy. Buffalo Bills, man. But yeah, Josh Allen for me too. Right, a super young quarterback, 23, 24 years old. I moved him up in my super flex rankings, the two overall. Ooh, that's that's not that crazy. Though. I mean, look at the look at the stats. Me. I mean, he's, he's, he looks he's gotten better every amazing. single year. Yep. That arm is to die for. 
Diggs will get a new contract. Mm -hmm. He's there. He ended up being the top quarterback through 17 weeks. He ended up being the top quarterback this season. Another rookie who showed promise after some of these other guys uh, fade out, Gabriel Davis, a really strong rookie class in here. Dawson Knox to take a big step forward here, or maybe they grab a really good – maybe they like a second round to get a Pat Fryermuth out of Penn State, something along those lines. But they're going to build around Josh Allen. Like This is the franchise right here. And when I see a running back or a receiver that could move and run – like Josh Allen can, and then could throw the ball like Josh Allen, a la a John Elway, a Matt Stafford, that kind of arm, but with the mobility of a Cam Newton, dynasty goal. You know, he, he's, he's got the mobility like a guy like Kyler Murray, but he's got the better arm and better size than Kyler Murray. So he bumps him ahead of there. Russell Wilson, age, I'm taking, you know, in the sure. fade off in the second half, I'm taking Josh Allen ahead of him. Um, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, it's, jo- it's just still J- Josh Allen. So for me... There's no other – even Deshaun Watson. Like, mm-hmm. I love Deshaun Watson. He's mobile. But that team's a mess right now. That's a mess. That whole second tier is super interesting because – It is. You do – you have, like, six guys that are worthy of – Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson. <laughs> All of those guys. Ba- definitely Baker Mayfield. 100% Baker uh, Mayfield. I mean, well, we assumed he was one. Yeah. So, yeah, I just didn't no, think no, to no. talk he's about He's not it. one by any means. But he's, I think he's a very quality fantasy quarterback. But if you ask, if you ask me right now – if I had a second overall pick in the Dynasty Superflex startup, there's no way cause jo- there's no way I'm not le- taking Josh Allen. There's just no way. Sure. He was the number one quarterback this year. We mentioned how great of a year Aaron Rodgers had. He was MVP. The number one fantasy quarterback was Josh Allen, was the number one fa- fantasy quarterback. This is in his third year. Third year, yep. He's only going to – he was a developmental quarterback coming to the league. He's still developing. Yep. He was a guy that could throw the ball 80 yards, you know what I mean, coming out of college, yeah. but he couldn't hit the broad side of the barn. And he's come leaps and bounds. Well, and they they talked accuracy. a lot about the work that he did with Jordan Palmer, which yep. is Carson Palmer's brother. Right. Sound like he put in a ton of work in the offseason, even even stuff with, you know, how how he's doing his lower body, yep. his arm angle. Like they they've really we reworked him. The amazing part is, though, that he was able to actually correct all of those things. Because I remember they wanted to do that with Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. I remember they, they wanted, they wanted, to, do wanted to do it with a bunch of people. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that this late in his career, I know he's young, but at the NFL level, guys aren't usually changing like that. Mm-hmm. So it was probably the smart bet to say he's going to stay relatively the same. But the fact that he was able to do this is absolutely incredible. It really is. Even a guy, like I said, Lamar Jackson, I would take his accuracy, his arm over Lamar Jackson with his mobility. Lamar offers you more mobility, but probably a shorter lifetime of fantasy success. So Josh Allen, biggest riser, leaps and bounds for me. Uh, so let's move on here. And of course, remember, all this is on YouTube. You know, yep. we, we, we have a lot of YouTube coming content coming on here. So you want to watch the award show. We actually are starting to put out, if you like the Dynasty Nerds podcast, we always get comments all the time. Like, I wish you guys would do a show every day. I wish you would do a show every day. Well, you're going to get a little bit more of that because we're going to start having different you, so you can find a podcast on YouTube, right? But now you can also find individual shows. Me and Matt just recorded a show on r- running backs, wide yep. receivers. On Alvin Kamara, is he a buy or sell? I did my top three to begin the offseason buys. You did your f- top dynasty. Garrett did his top. Yeah, uh, five things to do in the offseason. So there's tons yeah. of YouTube con- content coming. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notifications button, leave a comment, let us know what you think. But the YouTube show is we're going to put a lot of effort in that as well. So if you like the podcast, make sure you get on there, like, subscribe, comment, hit that notifications button. Next award, most likely to disappear in 2021. Matt, back to you. 
Well, David Copperfield. David Copperfield. Harry Houdini. Pulling that ghost. David Blaine. David Blaine. He was a good one. But not, not, not your midsection after using Manscaped. No. Hello, friends. <laughs> You'll see all of it. Uh, <laughs> all of it. All of it. But my most likely to disappear is somebody that I, I kind of put down at the beginning of the year. He kind of showed me a little something more than I thought, but I think he started fading towards the end, and it's Teddy Bridgewater. Oh, so it'll be Ronald Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I honestly, I think, you know, after. He was right about Teddy Bridgewater, by the way. He is a uh, meh quarterback. Teddy? Tentative yeah. Teddy, and even the even the, even the head coach came out and basically he he didn't he didn't come out and fully endorse him as a starter next year. Said he's got to get better, and the writing is on the wall. They're they're a crappy team. They don't have a great record. Sure, the writing is on the wall. He is not a dynasty nerd. He, <laughs> he is not part of the nerd. He herd. is not a part of the nerd herd. He is he's he's a he's a backup quality type of guy. He's a guy that can come in and win you a couple of games, but he's not a franchise. Type of quarterback. They even in week seventeen they they tried PJ Walker out for for stretches of that game because because uh, Teddy Bridgewater was just he was just mediocre and I feel yeah. like that 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 is in a nutshell is is what he is at this stage in his career. I think he had a lot of promise before the knee injury, but even then it wasn't like high upside for fantasy relevance. So um, here here it is. I I think he's going to disappear. I also had another guy, but hopefully one of you guys. If not, I'll, I'll just throw him in at the end if you guys yeah. don't cover him. Garrett. So I thought the most obvious answer for me was James Conner. Mm. I think James Conner could easily just poof and be gone next year. Uh, so he was the most obvious answer. But Jared and I had a had a very deep, very in depth discussion on the way here. Deep thoughts, and it hurt my heart to to hear this one. But I, the more I thought about it, he could be right. There's a chance Mike Williams could be that guy. No, you're just doing that to mess with me. <sighs> I didn't. I didn't want to. Wait, but don't you have to appear to disappear? Ah, oh. you guys. Hey, I like Mike Williams. I have him on several teams. I love him too. I traded 22 first for him to begin this offseason, and I just kicked myself in the balls for doing it. But when you have Justin Herbert as your starting quarterback, you can kick yourself in the balls. Yeah, seems like. Hard to do. Remember that old song? <laughs> Swing low, sweet Try it, you won't. <laughs> Show us or it didn't happen. <laughs> it's all fake news, by the all way. Right. Uh, I'm a taut gentleman. But that it, it's tough because I, I do really like Mike Williams, and you see the flashes. The flashes like this are past, this, always there. This this last week, she's a man. Did he get it? <laughs> Did he get it? I didn't see. Oh, I'm not connecting. I could do it. I just had to prove it to myself. We gotta <laughs> move these helmets for these antics. Yeah, I know they can't. They can't see. This show is rated PG-13, Jared. Those are there for a reason. Come on, keep dissing Mike Williams. Jerk. But but he's just never been able to do it consistently. He he's always banged up. He's always injured. Listen. As far as it's tough, man. I've been riding this this thing for so long with yeah, Mike yeah. Williams. Way You're too going down with the ship. He had him in his top twelve dynasty wide receiver. Somebody wrote us like, I think Matt made a mistake and Matt wrote back like I made no mistakes. I know exactly what I did. I made a mistake. You made a mistake. <laughs> guys, I made a mistake. We guys. do though, but we do. We talked about it on the show. You're like, you gotta put yourself out I there. I made a mistake. And I was with you. I gave a, I was hey, you gave us Justin Jefferson. You're allowed you're allowed to have this one. Thank you. Well, I I I am with you as well, saying if you can't get it done with Justin Herbert, and that's like your strength, like going downfield, and he still showed some promise. It's just it's just never consistent enough. You're it not going to put it together in my eyes. Well, well, um, you know, he'll, he's going to get a new landing spot. You know, he was. Hopefully it gives him new life. We'll see, but I don't. Robert Woods. I'm with you there. I don't you know. You would hope. 
Fingers Corey crossed. Davis. He, still, he has a ton of talent. You know what I mean? It's there. He's a yep. top 10 pick in the NFL draft for a reason. Yep. Just and, like Corey Davis was. 2021. We'll Are we see. back? Yeah, we'll see. It, it, what it, it, it's a thing that it's... Kicked him. You kicked it, him? Is he tough <laughs> enough? Right you kicked now. him. They're gone. Hey, he's soft. <laughs> it, it, yeah, we, we were talking about, is he mentally tough enough yeah. to... Like, that's the other thing, is it... Is there something that's that, not connecting up here? And that's the thing. And those are the, that's the thing you can never gauge by. You looking can never at the know. Tape. You never. You never really know. It's, only time will tell. I'm looking in the balls, ball singular ball. The one's a little swollen right now. <laughs> Other uh, ones out of, out of commission. Sweet sweet balls. Singular. Will Mike Williams be Corey Davis in 2021? I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear this. I don't think. Please ask again later. Oh, oh. ask again later. Ooh, possibility. Hey, there's Still a too possibility. Early. So there. you're so saying there's a chance. That's what, you beat me to the punch, but you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> I love my, it. My guy was, I thought it was just, mine was pretty easy, was Mike Davis. 27-year-old oh, yeah. running back, Carolina, Christian McCaffrey coming back, finishes running back 11 on the year. Yep. You had plenty of time in that postseason to get out from under him. Uh, but, yeah, he's not going to be relevant. He's that one year wonder. He is a one year wonder. Yep. Yeah. And, he, and he's done it before in stretches. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I get knocked Chicago, down. Seattle. I get up again. Yep. He's Chumbawamba. Exactly. So <laughs> moving on because we're, we're, we're running out of time here. We got some more awards to give away. We got a, we got a few more. How about the Philip Lindsay Award? Ooh, Philip Lindsay Award. Garrett, explain the Philip Lindsay Award since you uh, created this Philip Lindsay Award. I did create the Philip Lindsay Award, and I think it's going to be a unanimous vote, and we're going to rename the award after this this uh, show here. We but did. it's basically the player that nobody knew anything about that came out of nowhere to have a great fantasy season. Mike Davis. Mike Davis would have been a, a very good candidate. <laughs> but I think... Well, I'll let the audience think about this for a second. It should be pre- you know, a running back that comes out of nowhere... And establishes Maybe himself. Maybe even uh, not a Division One school. Thousand yard rusher. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a running back. Though. It does not have to be yeah. a running back. Oh, oh, oh. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> no one knew anything about him. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we didn't. Uh, um, uh, Chase Claypool. That would be Close. Garrett's biggest miss of the year. That would be that that category. All right. Who's the winner? The hype is James Robinson. James Robinson. We don't need to Easy. explain it. Slam dunk. I, I think the biggest question here would be in Dynasty is, are you buying James Robinson? Now, I'm never buying running backs. Sure. Well, for certain price tags. I feel like James Robinson's price tag right now is you, you or get Jared just did a video on what to do with James Robinson. You said the price tag was too first. I was like, I would never. That's way too high for me. Yeah, oh, way um, too high. But if I have him, that's what I have to sell him for. I'm not Why? giving less. I don't that. think I, I would. This is a guy you, either. dude. While he was healthy, he was a top four running back in a team that had terrible game scripts. Is about to get Trevor Lawrence on their team. The only, the only question for me, I only have one question: is is the new staff in love with him as much as the old staff? Was? That. That's, that's the only question. That is the question. That's it. That's the that's the question that you don't have to ask any other questions. That's the question, and we don't even know the staff to know. We don't know their tendencies and what they kind of who they like, who, what kind of running backs they favor. Urban Meyer so, could not be happen. not happening. Right, saying that, there's that, a chance. That's the hot rumor now that Urban Meyer's on headed there on a twelve million dollar year contract. I'd hire Joe Brady personally. It'd be it'd be a good hire. It, w- it would be a nice hire, but getting back to your question. We have no idea. This is, this is a five foot ten, two hundred and twenty pound back. You know that he he seems to do everything really well. He catches the ball out of the backfield really nicely. You know he, he got over a thousand yards uh, in his rookie season, even missing it the last two games. Uh, so he's a he's a nice player. 
where does he fit on a new team? They could easily turn the page on an undrafted guy. That's that's the they could. That's the big worry. But the nice part about an undrafted guy is the contract is so super cheap. Yeah. It is. So that's well, that's the there. balance there. It is, is like yeah, if we don't like him, we can get rid of him real easy. We have nothing invested in him. But then the flip side is like, do I really want to pay someone six million dollars a year when this guy's going to do just as well, if not better? Yeah, for three hundred thousand dollars a year. Exactly. You know, I. I Again, like if you own James Robinson, you're probably asking for two firsts, which is so far out of my price range, it's ridiculous. Because one, there's there's some questions. I'm not giving two firsts for any running back that has any questions yep. whatsoever. I I don't think I would give it either, but that's what I'm asking for if somebody wants him. Top five running back this year, but I mean, I think going in next year. Here's a better question: Is James Robinson a running back one in 2021? With the right staff, absolutely. I say no. But it all too, depends on the staff. I can't just, tell you without knowing. There's I was just, just too many other good running backs I would put ahead of him right now, like guys like Saquon coming back, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, every year there's going to be guys Dobbins, that get hurt, though. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Josh Jacobs, Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb. Yeah, you're right. There's tons of guys. Travis Etienne on the Steelers. I was going to say, history, history would tell you that he's not going to. Because right. it's an undrafted guy. He popped out of nowhere. I mean, him repeating being a, a running back one – you know the numbers would probably tell you that it's not a great percentage chance. If you if you have if you're a running back one once, the odds of being a running back one again just one more time it's like twenty seven percent. Twenty seven percent. Yeah. The odds of you do it two more times is fourteen percent, and after that it drops down to under one percent. So hashtag two to three in year window. James Robinson to me clearly falls into that hashtag one year window where he probably will. He'll, have, he'll probably produce year. at running back two numbers. Running back two numbers. You know, I think you could sure. safely History say that. tells us that, right? So if you can get a first plus, like you're saying a first, that's what I want. For a guy that I got for free off the waiver wire or for a guy that I drafted real late, I would be happy with this draft class with a first round pick and a second round pick or sure. a first round pick and a guy with like some upside, right? Like a guy that might offer me something back. You know, like a, a, even a guy like a Nelson Algalor, right? Who... Who who showed with the Raiders that he's still really talented? You know he he could put really talented. But, <laughs> but okay. so you picked the wrong receiver on that team, Brian Edwards. Not, yeah, yes, I, I'm sorry, not Al Gore, but like Brian Edwards and a first, right? Like something along those lines. Be, that would be closer for me, for James Robinson. That's that's what my target would be personally. Uh, let's move on. Another award here to give away is the non-injury least valuable player. Okay, so. If I were to make an exception for the rule of having two guys, this would easily be Zeke. I have three guys. But I have another guy because <laughs> I, I didn't want to break the rule. <laughs> My number one guy, I think easy, is Carson Wentz. This he falls easily into. fall into that. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Didn't get injured. Yep. Especially super flex. But boy, man, did he suck up the job pretty good. I mean, phew, talking about it. Ugh, that, too many jokes came to mind there. Uh, <laughs> too terrible. many jokes. So Carson Wentz, I thought that was an easy one. That but, is an easy one. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, so I don't go into detail about this. Marquise Brown finishes wide receivers 37. Wasn't even a wide receiver three for a young wide receiver that a lot of people love that I never liked to begin with. Pretty terrible. And then Evan Ingram, tight end 14. In tight end 14, might as well be tight end 19. There's no difference almost. You know what I mean? So, like, three three guys that all were expected to help your team win were all complete duds for me. And I went with – um. I, I don't know that people were relying on this player quite as much as, as the players that you were talking about, so it might be a little bit of a letdown, but Devin Singletary. Least Some, valuable. I mean, 
Well, I, I mentioned him with Jared when we were talking about this on the way up. I, I, th- yeah. I think it's somebody, something that there at least a, a chunk of the community was out there saying, no, he's, he's going to be the number one guy over Zach Moss. He's going to hold value in this offense. And he's at running back 31 at the end of the year. I mean, it's just not getting it done. You know what I mean? So uh, he's, a, he's a least valuable player. He really let down some, some fantasy, um, some fantasy owners out there. Players? Players, yes. Play on players. Managers. Managers. That was the word I was looking for, managers. Call me the dynasty player. Uh, I went with a guy that was hovering right around first round ADP for redraft, not necessarily dynasty, but hovering just outside of that first round. uh, Kenyon Drake. Oh yeah. I thought of him for this as well. Yeah. Yeah. And he recovered a little bit over the course of the season. I thought he recovered a lot of it at the end. uh, Not really. I'm going to go over it in just a second here, but uh, he, he had basically nothing at the beginning of the year with the exception of the 28 point game versus Dallas. At that point, you weren't even sure you could start him. So you might've started him. You might not have week seven against Seattle. Nothing got injured for a week, uh, came back, got nine. Then he had a nice little stretch, mm-hmm. 16, 24. That was the only game that he had over uh, 16 points in the second half of the season, 13, which is okay. Yeah. It's not bad. 16, but then when you needed him to really come in clutch, six points. Six points in the playoffs. 13 yep, points yep. those next two weeks. Like, those are not helping you win your ship. So, for a guy that you took in the first round, maybe not first round, we'll say second round. Guy you took in the second round that you were hoping to count on, you had no clue when you could start this guy. This is a guy that's on, the, fr- he's on the franchise tag. You're thinking they're going to really feature him and, and, and use him a bunch this, this year, especially with the end of the year, last year's usage. You thought that was just going to continue on uh, throughout the whole year, and it was he was a big letdown because I, I had him in a super flex league, and, and I know that I was and Chances are you weren't able to really capitalize on when you could you maybe got two weeks in there around like week 12. 14. In that particular league, I'm a little bit light on running backs. Yeah. I was starting the most and, weeks. And I got what I got. I was going to say, he probably let you down so much early in the season, though, that you weren't even in playoff contention by that point. I wasn't, no. Uh, I disagree. Finishes running back 14 overall. Had more points than Chris Carson. Had more points than Melvin Gordon. Had more points than uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Had more points than Miles but, Sanders. But you're looking, at, you're looking at the end of the season. Yes. He, he let you down before that even mattered. Like, that, okay. uh, by that point, it, he, was, he was irrelevant. So maybe you got two good weeks out of him, but then he let you down when it mattered most in the playoffs. Kind of like Tyler Lockett. Moving on. Tyler Comeback Lockett player was, of the yeah. year. War goes. Y'all go first. David Montgomery. What a bounce back. Finish the year. I thought about him for this one. Yeah. Finish the year is running back six weeks one through 16. If you go all the way to 17, he was running back four. Yep. Now, you can argue. You can argue that his late stretch, we mentioned on the Dynasty podcast, like as, as a season winner, because he has the easiest running back schedule for the rest of the year was David yep. Montgomery. But... If you're going to have an easy schedule, produce at a high level, right? If you're going to play bad teams, beat them significantly. David Montgomery looked great. It and he wasn't doing that earlier in the year, even no, against the bad teams. Vision, balance, receiving. He looked – here's the thing. He looked good enough where he's going to get an opportunity in 2021 with the, uh, with the Bears and be the guy. And when you're the guy and you get the carries, that's all you can ask for. Will most likely be a running back two next year, but he was getting, the, tar- he was getting the targets as well. He was three Cohen's coming back. Was he, third, that is was he third or something like that among, he was among very running high backs? Up, he, yeah. he was very high among the Cohen, Cohen's going to hurt that. But again, for, for a guy that we've all written off as a dynasty wasteland player, helped you win it, could help you win a championship, and now has value mm-hmm. again. Now, I agree. if he comes back next year, he's looking okay. I'm selling, but comeback player of the year for me, 
David Montgomery. So I could not come up with anybody for this award. I, I looked at David Montgomery, but then I thought about how we had highlighted the fact that, you know, his end of the year schedule was so easy. So I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. So then I kind of went with the joke one and, and, and went with Derrick Henry because he, he was up there and he just came back and did it again. He Another crushed one. it, man. So I, I, I took it. I took this as a different interpretation of the thing. I mean, obviously, you, you know, Derrick Henry for us, we, we put him down for so long that I thought it was just right that I propped him up here at the end. There at least go. got him into one of these awards. He is my comeback player of the year because he came back and did it again. 2,000 yards. Unreal. Unreal, man. He's just a bulldozer. Absolutely. So. On his back. Yep. Uh, Coming I, along. <laughs> <laughs> Garrett? I went with uh, I went with somebody that's already been discussed. It wasn't for one of my awards, but it was a guy Matt highlighted. Mm-hmm. Mike I, Williams? It was Mike Williams. What a comeback. No. Uh, That'll be next year's show. <laughs> Comeback player really? of the decade. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was you, my I choice. Bit. I hate you a little bit right now. I, I believe you do. Right. But great job with Justin Jefferson. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I went with Aaron Rodgers. He had a redraft ADP. He was QB 12 off the board this year for redraft purposes. Probably even slightly lower in dynasty leagues. Got me in the Scott Fish semis. Yeah, he did. Uh, one of the big things was... The narrative of Jordan loves Jordan here Lee. now. Yep. He could be gone. Uh, they ran the ball a lot more last year. It looks like they're going a lot more run heavy. They drafted A.J. Dillon. They're clearly wanting to pound the rock. They didn't give him any wide receivers in the They draft. didn't give him any wide receivers, no pass catchers. He's washed. He's done. It's the end of his career. He's old now. Wrap it up. And he said, now nah, I'm going to throw 48 touchdowns. Mm. All right. Last award. The MVP, MVP of the year. MVP. Can you have two MVPs MVP. or no? MVP. You can have. Nope. All right. <laughs> you could have. This is the one award, the only one. Most valuable. <laughs> and the most. All right. I, I mean, I think it kind of, I think for everybody, probably getting down to two players, a receiver and a running back. Yep. I had, I had a receiver, but it might not be the same one. How, Who, da- how would you dare, pick? How dare you? I ended up going with Stefan Diggs as oh, the right. fantasy MVP of the season. Let me explain why. All right, go ahead. Let me explain why. Guess how many games where he had less. Was that the one you picked? <laughs> Hell no. Oh, yeah. You picked Devontae Adams. I know. Yeah. No, I didn't pick Devontae Adams, but if I'm going to pick a receiver, it's going to be Devontae Adams. Okay, well, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Tell Guess how many around. games where he had below 10 points? None. Zero. None. He had absolutely zero games where he was below 10. And on top of that, let's look at what he did over the course of the fantasy playoffs, which is really where the MVP gets defined, in my opinion, is the guy that helps you actually win your league. So, to my MVP is, uh huh, uh, too. I put somebody who helps you win your league. Yeah, I MVP. know. Oh. I know who yours is. That's who I have as my number yeah, one guy. So well, scored six touchdowns yeah. in the championship game and beat me in all my championship games because it so happens I play Alvin Kamara in every single championship game. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Week 14, 29 points. Week 15, 25 points. Week 16, 41 points. Absolutely a league winner for teams. Stefan Diggs, fantasy MVP. Alvin Kamara had a rough stretch there. Stefan Diggs never did. This is kind of war that gets nominated. People are like, dude, take away his voting rights. <laughs> like, who, who wins the MVP? Wait, wait, wait. Where did, you, where did you draft Alvin Kamara? Let me ask you that. Where did you draft Alvin Kamara? Top five. Okay, where this did you draft Stefan Diggs? This is not value above draft position. Yeah, this isn't best ADP award. This is the most, most valuable, valuable player. Yes. How much value did you gain over the course of the season with Stefan Diggs? Because you could have had Stefan Diggs and Alvin Kamara. Weeks 1 through 16, Stefan Diggs averaged 20.9 well, points. Definitely winning. Devontae Adams averaged 26.3 <laughs> points. 
Uh, Stephon Diggs had 314 fantasy points on the year. Devontae Adams had 341 points on the year. But besides that, Devontae Adams is not my number one MVP either. My MVP of the year is easily, handily, Alvin Kamara. Six touchdowns, man. Running back one on the year. You mentioned the playoffs comes up huge, scores six touchdowns, tied an NFL record. His 377 points were the most amongst positional players, fourth in all fantasy football, right behind the three quarterbacks. And this is somebody that scored, again, Devontae Adams, right? I just mentioned him. Adams scored 341 points. Tyreek Hill scored 328, right? So that point differential isn't that big of a difference. Alvin Kamara scored 377 points in PPR leagues, 1 through 17. The second best running back, Dalvin Cook, he had 40 more points there. The third best running back, Derrick Henry, he had 79 points more than Derrick Henry. To me, a clean, this was easy. Because at first I was like, oh, it's probably Devontae Adams. It's easy, but, or Alvin Kamara. Easy after looking at all the data. And Devontae Adams missed two games. Yep. Alvin Kamara, hands down, the 2021 Fantasy MVP, and this guy agrees with me. I do. I mean, and keep your keep your voting rights, by the way. Thank you, <laughs> Devontae Adams. It was it was very close, but it was it was the performance in Week 15 in the playoffs where Devontae Adams got you 11 points. That's what that's what tipped the scales enough sure. for me to, to pick um to pick Alvin Kamara over. I, I will Adams. say Alvin Kamara Week 11 and Week 12, 10 and six points. Right, heading into the playoffs, it's not the time you need that. Well, going into playoffs, but he had to do such a far lead at that point. Like he was just like <laughs> slowing it down a little bit. He's like, ah, oh, maybe you want to play like a better, you know, maybe, maybe I'm just going to rest my bones, come and score six touchdowns in the championship. Six. Come and get you there too. Six touchdowns. Six. I'm just saying you were able to take Stefan Diggs in like the sixth, seventh round. It was so bad because on Thursday sixth night, seventh round. I was facing Alvin Kamara in all my championship games. Face him, not, not having him. Oh, I had I, him. I was just telling my wife, my wife's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm like. This guy's scored five touchdowns. The record six. I was like, I hope he scores another touchdown. At this point, I'm not winning. By the way, one of my fantasy teams, Alvin Kamara, Stefan Diggs, who had three touchdowns that week, and Devontae Adams, who had three touchdowns that week. You scored 1,000 points in your championship <laughs> I game? I scored all the points. They oh. ran out of points. We <laughs> ran them out. Do they start having like X's after the numbers? Yeah, Roman numerals. Yeah. And oh, you get three X's. Stuff. Things start to get real dirty around here. So that's it. That's, that's our it. 2020 fantasy award show. Again, Make sure you check out the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. Like, subscribe, comment, hit that notifications button. We got tons of content on there. And of course, if you're not, if you've been waiting all in season, because I guess I understand in season, you're, you're doing busy. your thing. Uh, maybe you're not a Nerd Herd member. This is the time. This is the time. It's only $2.99, the price of a cup, a cup of coffee. For the price of a cup of coffee of, of, for a month, you will get more information to put you in position to dominate your rookie draft at DynastyNerds.com. If you check out all the major analysts out there, they use DynastyNerds.com mostly because of the Dynasty Nerds film room. Yep. If you want to scout the 2021 rookies and you want to do this in the best possible manner that you can do it, you've got to get to DynastyNerds.com. You've got to join the nerd and you got to check out the Dynasty Nerds film room. Now, we have tons of other stuff at Dynasty Nerds to help you out, like the nerd score, articles, Rankins, the, the Dynasty GM tool, which lets you evaluate all your leagues and see everything you have going on in there and how to streamline trades. Like Jared just put out a video on how to streamline trades on the Dynasty GM by looking at the player's player card. Just check out that video. You're going to love it. But the film room is going to show you all the 2021 rookies. We're going to have minimum three games of each player. All the top players, we're going to have about seven games of them. And At least. this is, you can watch an entire game in five minutes. All it does, all it's going to do is show you every single snap mm. that that player was in on for that game. 
There's no better way to evaluate rookies than getting your eyes on them yourselves. We are here to help you guide you along the way. Other podcasts will be here along to guide you along the way as well. But you should always be the one to make your own decision. Yep. And putting your eyes on that player is going to do it the best. It's what put a guy like Justin Jefferson ahead of for Matt because he just saw it on the film. When, when I was watching Antonio Gibson, and you guys were talking about Darius Geis, I was like, I just see Antonio Gibson. He looks really good. I, I bet he'll be the starter by week six in Washington. To be fair, there were some weird circumstances there. He still would have been the starter. In, but you know what I mean? But it's like it was a tape in the film sure. room no, yeah, that showed absolutely. me this right. on Antonio Gibson that made me a believer on his limited carries. I got to see every single one of them in the film room. Dude, we have like 12 videos, I think, on potential Heisman winner Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, so we have because we're combining seven. the 2019 and 2020 tape. So we didn't know if those guys were coming out last year, some of them. So we already have a lot in the film room from some of those guys. Then we're getting all the 2020 tape into it's unreal. It, it, you're doing yourself a dis- disservice as a dynasty player, not to make your dynasty team the best it could possibly be. And to put yourself in the best position to dominate rookie drafts. It's how you play dynasty. How do you, how do you make a better team? There's only two ways by a trade, by a draft, right? The easiest way to change your team into a monster is through the draft. And this is, it's, there's no long-term commitment here. Three bucks is all it takes. Five bucks if you want the GM tool too, which is, to me, is absolutely Hands clutch. Down. Amazing. Yep. Five bucks, give it a month, check it out, and I promise, I promise you'll stick around. There, it, it offers tremendous value. We get comments all the time, like, you should charge more for all of this. You should charge more. That's not what we're here to do. We want everybody to be the best dynasty player that we possibly can. So we're looking at budget. What does it cost for our developers? What does it cost to get all this film in the film room? How can we do this and make it very affordable for our users, our readers, our YouTube watchers, and our listeners of the podcast? This is how you do it. And don't even take, you don't have to take my word for it. Like dynasty t-shirt being the most comfortable t-shirt in the world. People are like, Hey, I thought you were lying. I don't lie. I'm not here to sell. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm just here to do what I wanted to do when we started DynastyCenters.com, Matt, yep. in the beginning with, is talk Dynasty fans with Walt and hopefully help people out there just be a better Dynasty player and have a little bit more information, right? And educate do the best people. I can yep. to get the best information. Oh. Will we always be right? No, of course not, but nobody is. But we're lucky enough to be white right more than we're wrong. Check it out. Get to DynastyCenters.com. Check out the film room. The film room by itself is worth the subscription. Absolutely. Base. But you're going to get so much more Again, don't take my word for it. Check it out. Give us a month, and I promise you'll stick around all year. And we have a lot of updates. If you're already a GM, Dynasty GM owner, tool user. It's only going to get better. We have so many more updates planned for 2021. So the price doesn't change either. It's just it's there for you. We have so many more things planned for that tool that are going to knock your socks off. If you don't wear socks, well. We'll knock your sandals off. We'll knock those bad Put boys off. Put some on because we're going to knock them off. Yeah, we'll clip those toenails for you. All right, Rex Ryan, Hervey <laughs> McGurvey. That's it. I'm, I'm so excited to kick off this 2021 season. It's going to be fun. The season begins. It's my favorite part of the year of playing Dynasty. In-season's fun. Mm-hmm. Off-season's even better. I can't wait to get in with you guys. Can't wait to get you, you nerd herd. We'll be back next week doing our 2021 way too early mock draft. We're about to kick it up a notch. Adios.